Good morning, Royal Wedding Watchers. You are listening to The Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, I'm Stephanie March. And if you are just wrapping up your royal watching festivities, we are very glad to have you here. Pip, pip, and cheerio. Are you all? Is everything pip brilliant? Pip, pip, pip. This is just brilliant, is what it is. Oh, uh, did you get your tea, ma'am? Did you get... I, I have my tea. Tea? Tea crumpet? in my cozy with a, my... I was going to say a sandwich. Strumpet? No, but I don't have any like, strumpets. Um, perhaps one of the former girlfriends of Prince Harry, because right. they were all there at were the wedding they? this morning. They were there. Yes, they were. Huh. Did you see like all the dresses? Nope. And okay, I caught the last ten minutes of the highlight reel on the BBCA, which was all I needed. So you didn't see George and Amal Clooney. You didn't. See I saw James. Uh, James Col- Blunt or James? No, what is his name? Yeah, James. James Bond. And oh, you know who else was there? No. Marcus Mumford. I don't know who that and is. And Casey Mulligan. She's I don't know an who actress that is. <laughs> from Mumford and Sons. Oh, okay. You're, you have the music side. I don't have that. Okay. I just, I, I'm sorry. I like love him so much. I was like, Mumford and Sons. It was just, it was very. I did see a few, like James Corden. Yep. And I saw a few. Oprah. I saw Oprah. I saw a few people you know, kind of coming in and through and stuff. But that was, that was a little of the highlight reel. It was amazing. It was like, oh, here we go. And then I was like, great dress. Oh, how cute. Look at that guy. Did you like the dress? Because it's been fairly controversial this morning. Why? I think people thought it was a little simple. Plain. I loved the plain. It was very Carolyn Bissett, if you ask me. Yes, it was actually. So I was very down for that. Here's the other big wrinkle was, um, First of all, the tiara was amazing. I, oh, I don't just think I saw mind. that. Her, oh, her underneath the veil is oh. this jewel encrusted tiara that was given to her by, or given to Queen Elizabeth by Queen Mary in like 1893 was when they first got it in the royal house. It's stunning. And then she had like her hair in a low bun yeah. and there was a, a lot of flap on Twitter because one little piece of hair was kind of hanging down. And they were like, Bobby pins, girl. How do you not have bobby pins? Oh, please. It was just kind of be silly. natural and have a little bit of hair hanging down. That like was for one thing. One for other, um, I guess, criticism was like that her makeup was so spare. Oh. But I really thought she looked Don't beautiful. you think that that's what people are just dying to criticize? I just think, you know, I like to spectate and go, how wonderful and great for them. And didn't they look like just amazingly happy? Like his face. Yeah. It was really sweet. Yeah, for my 10 minutes of recap, yes. <laughs> like, it was like for a yes. hot second, I was like, oh, there he is. And it looks very sweet. And they, like, the holding of the hands, and that, that was very cute. And I that's, that. I don't know if you remember Diana and Charles. Like, it was an actually very awkward. They didn't look like they Who, were. Camilla? No, um, when Princess Diana and Charles got married. Oh, Prince oh, Charles. way, 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 yeah. way back. They weren't like lovey-dovey they weren't like hand-holdy and like i said i didn't see the whole thing but there is still so much formality that it's hard for americans and especially now that we're very tuned into the movie version of princesses and princes that we don't like there's there really is so much protocol and formality in the sitting and the standing and the saying and the it's not this like i pledge to be your soulmate and your guiding light while you're in your deepest depths there's none of that it's very much like Could you please write would wedding you vows for a living that was that. great <laughs> i used to get paid to write poetry for people in high school just to be clear for real yeah oh you have a talent i know it is. Uh, they had a lemon elderflower cake. Yes, from Violet Bakery. And apparently that was, you know, the whole fruitcake thing. We talked about this last week, how the fruitcake, 
that was traditions and all this kind of stuff. And they kind of threw that out the window. Yeah. I, I mean, this is a food show, so we probably eat more food cake and some of us probably actually like it. But who eats fruit cake anymore? Actually, fruit cake during Christmas is having a comeback. I like I said, yeah. probably like yep. foodie people, but yeah, I mean, oh, totally not, you know. But then there are the people who've never stopped, you know. Then there's like grandmothers around who just have never stopped, like giving fruit cake or making fruit cake. I mean, technically, Stollen is fruit cake, which is the German thing that we eat every Christmas. So we've eaten that too. Yeah, that's just it. And what are the are those? There's the, what are the Anna's cookies called? Um, Pfeffernusse. Are you talking? No, we've made those too. Yeah. I have a good recipe for that, but I bet your mom does too. I just, we just buy them at this point. Really? Maybe we should do that. Pfeffernissa for sure. Because they're hard to do. My grandma has a, or Kurt's grandma had a really great recipe. But I refuse to talk about Christmas cookies (laughs) in May. Can we talk about sport peppers? Okay. Uh, Just. About what? Well, I stayed out too late last night. Got it. I went to the David Byrne concert and then we went to First Avenue and saw the suburbs. And I was looking for Lori Bargini's white shock of hair in the crowd, but I never did run into her. Well, she had to get up at I know, 4 a.m. I, know. Today. I didn't get home to like 1.30. Um, but at, as we were heading home and needed to maybe soak up a few more calories before we got home, there was like the hot dog cart guy on Hennepin. Yeah. And Kurt got a hot dog and I got the hot beef sandwich. And... I had forgotten how much I like sport peppers. <laughs> they're like just these hot little, um, they, they're like little peppers, yeah. I guess. And pickled and... Jardinera. Oh, yeah. But isn't Jardinera the relish and the sport pepper is the pepper itself or not? I mean, there's, I don't know if there's like... I I'm think sorry, I always put you in this role of having <laughs> to be the expert on everything. Of wanting to know. Well, Jardinera is kind of, there's definitely a typical... You know, they're they're both pickled things, and they can be hot. Jardinera doesn't have to have peppers in it; it can just be like little cauliflower and dilly beans, and maybe some pepperoncini and things like that. But I mean, sport peppers are definitely like a Chicago mix. Yeah, you know? it's, they were so good. Mm-hmm. I was like, gosh, I forgot how good these are. Texas Pete's, I guess, sells them. Oh, really? In a jar, uh huh. Um, and so they were right on. They were on your sandwich. Yeah, he was like, "How hot do you like it?" I was like. Load that up. Yeah. Like the Chicago style peppers. dogs, they call them sport peppers. You know, I don't know if that's actually and then Vienna bought like can't or jars them. You know, Vienna the yep. <laughs> the same people with the beefy dogs. He like took my roll and dunked it in like au jus before oh. he loaded up my sandwich. Nice. That was really good. And that's we sat right. and ate it on Hennepin Avenue at one o'clock in the morning, which was kind of like, so wow, punk is, of you. This is so like You're 1984. So, I know. I was going to say that is so like your 20s. I was driving through. I was at an event last night and I was driving through Lake, you know, uptown uh, on the way home. And I just was looking at all the thump thumps and all like the young people. Yeah. And I just kind of was like, wow, that that time has passed. But what I really thought about, I was watching these people sitting outside of um, of uh Cowboy Jacks or whatever that is, yes. you know, and all I could think of is like, wow, that was us. And we were at Pickled Parrot, you know, in the yes. 80s, like in the north or in the warehouse. Shea district. Banana, Cafe Shea Banana, Solo. Yes. And so I was just thinking like, it's so funny. Those places are gone. Urban Wildlife. Yeah. I saw the bartender from there at the show last night. The New French. I mean, oh, those places yes. are all gone. And that was a cool part of town in the day. Yeah. That was the beginning of that area. Yep. And so then... I think back to that and I think, okay, well, what's going to happen in 20 years to this place, to Uptown, you know? I mean, Uptown was also cool then, you know? In a different in way. In a different way. It wasn't as like... It's kind of bro- suburban oh, cool it's now. it's bro now. It's just bro <laughs> Like, I'm so not caring that Bar Louie closed in Uptown because 
Who cares? I'm with you. Who cares? Who cares? Who even cared when it opened? It was a very small moment of caring. Yeah. So Big and Pharaoh, I I've not been yet, but I heard it's pretty good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the silence is everything. I'm just gonna say that because I wrote a little article in uh, the May issue of Minneapolis St. Paul magazine, a little little thought piece about it all. So Can I, I give you a thumbs up to your magazine for one second? Yes. I really loved I'm a subscriber, so I just got it yesterday and I have not looked inside it. But okay. the cover that you featured Lake Minnetonka right? is real cute. It's real good. I love it. It feels it's like it's a nice fun. departure that like from our normal covers, like uh-huh. just a little bit. But it's just fresh and it's I think it, it felt very quaint. Yeah. I, I shout out to Kim Jackson for that one. I really like that one. Um, I had a moment where I was thinking about you because I went on this patio tour Yeah, where it was orchestrated where we went to like six different restaurants, had some of their new cocktails, explored their patios, had some of the bites. And you've talked about birches on Long Lake. Speaking of cute. Yeah. I'd never been. It well, was real cute. Yeah. It is. I mean, it's one of those things that's tucked away. You know, Long Lake isn't, it's not like you pass it and you're like, yeah. hey, what's that? You have to go there. But I mean, they do a great business for the people in the area. It's a neighborhood I tavern, it. basically. Yeah. I'm actually going to go back. Are you really? Yeah, I think so. And then Gianni's Steakhouse in Wyzetta. Mm-hmm. Um, just probably, it's been there a long time, so it probably so doesn't long. get the acclaim that, I mean, it was really good. Yeah. Like really, really good. They had this like zucchini salad just of... Um, ribbons of zucchini with this light lemon vinaigrette and a couple of pine nuts. and They have some really good things there. They do. It was fresh. Yeah. Um, I think it's also, they again, also are, you know, kind of that neighborhood draw. You, you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, It's sort of one of those things where you there's a many million steakhouses you can go to. And so people tend to go to the ones that are closest to them or in their neighborhood yep. or have a... Like a my reason. Jones in the Park. Exactly. Sure. Like that would be exactly the difference. And so, cute patio. But yeah, the patio in Wyzetta, the one, Janny's really tuned it up with the way that they built out their sidewalk. Yeah, it's real pretty. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a thing where people drive through town and you can see people and you're like, oh, so-and-so's on the patio. It is a CNBC moment. I like it. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so we've got a great show today. Art of World is in full bloom. I was in the neighborhood yesterday watching everybody get set up, so we'll talk about that. There's also an event that's coming up. That I want to talk about because I think it will be fun for people to know about. Um, we've got the top two in hour two, some picnic ideas, and a bunch of other great things. We'll be right back. Thanks to Red Rabbit and Red Cow for sponsoring the show today. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. This is a big weekend. I don't know if you know this. I do. There's so much going on this weekend. <laughs> you're skipping town, so you're just kind of opting out of it. That's why I am, and I'm a little sad, actually. You had a big party night last night to put your stamp on Minneapolis, yep. and now you're done. In St. Paul as well. Yeah. yeah. There was, I was art whirling yesterday afternoon a little though. Like I, I, people were setting up yeah. and I was at that Minnesota ice cream. The, yeah. Minnesota nice cream. Yeah. It yeah. was in a, by Abel brewing. It's yeah. a soft serve space. It was real cute. They're yeah. doing a, um, a churro donut that has ice cream in the middle and then they're rolling it in like sprinkles and stuff for art whirl it looked like a lot of fun. That's insane. There's, <laughs> can I just, <laughs> you can just for a second, let's have a moment for what is going on with like ice cream and waffles. And I mean, like Instagram. The, it's, it is the Instagram world. Yeah. It is the weirdest thing where all of a sudden it's like, let's jam as much stuff onto your thing, on your cone or your cup or your thing as possible. And it's 
weird. And then pose it right next to our glossy red, yes. perfectly coiffed lips. Yes, or just the hand, a lot of the hand holding. Hand modeling. And then now, so this waffle bar just opened on Lindale, kind of across from World Street Kitchen. Okay. And it's the bubble waffles. Finally, the bubble waffles are here because they've been all over the world and then we haven't had them yet. I don't even know what one is. A bubble waffle is basically just like a big sheet of waffle, but they're round. They're little bubbles. They look like spheres instead of the squares. Aren't they're, those able skewers? But they're not separate. They're all connected like a waffle. Got it. And then they turn it into a cone. You Just like you would do a waffle cone, but you actually so you fold it and then you put all the stuff in it. And it's a big thing from Hong Kong and Macau that started Yum. where it started and now it's everywhere. So but, does it taste like a funnel cake with things in it? Yeah, I mean, okay. it's, not, it's not hard. It's like a soft waffle. It's almost yeah. like a pancake waffle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and it's got, uh, so, but I mean, they've actually painted a mural smartly in their, you know, space where you can stand and put your hand and it says made in Minnesota and it's very directed (laughs) at Instagram. Yes. Just like the ice cream shop in St. Paul does that too. Yeah. Do they? What's the panda? I don't want to, it has a panda is the mascot. I don't know. Okay. The wonders. Oh, the rolled ice cream. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Okay. They yeah. have the wall too, where you yeah. hold your ice cream. I think and anybody who opens an ice cream hand. shop should smartly. I mean, and coffee. That's what you need to do. Yeah, it's your interesting. Latte. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I don't want to have see a white more. marble counter. I want no more latte shots. They I'm bore me to tears. Fill our weekly dish Instagram. If you do coffee shots just to bother you, <laughs> I'm going to start posting like fails of everything, like just messed up. I'm going to have like a cu- black, a, cu- a cup of black coffee. <laughs> just, actually, I'm going to post this and just the be like, travel this mug. is amazing. Cake or cake wrecks. Yeah. But we should be posting. Actually, we should wrecks. be. Anyway, so Art of Will is happening this weekend. Of course, this is uh, the Northeast Minneapolis uh, Art Association's NEMA. Their big weekend. And of course, it's, it has been going on for something like 20 years. And, you know, it's traditionally been an artist's crawl where you get to go, uh, you know, all the artists hold their uh, studios open. Yep. And they, um, you get to go through and sort of look at art, buy art, you know, see demonstrations. There's a glass blowing demonstration that is kind of lovely um, happening. There's so many things. But now, you know, I remember 20 years ago, my mom and I would like, you know, walk through some galleries yeah. and like, mm, maybe like I would crawl. buy this. Maybe I wouldn't. Maybe I'd buy a piece of jewelry, you know, uh, pottery, something. How do you say? Is it milfoil? Like where you roll the dough and then cut it and it makes like swirly psychedelic little buttons? Oh, I don't know what that's actually. It's, there's a name for it, yeah. but I remember buying that at Art of World. Yeah. Magnets. Like yeah. That. Oh, magnets. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I thought when you went to dough, I went right to pastry. And so <laughs> I was like, wait, what? It totally makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So, but it's changed, right? I mean, but way back then and 20 years ago, it was, it was really sort of not, it didn't have a cohesive feel. It was very much like go to this gallery over here, six bucks over. There's another gallery over here. And it was sort of up to you to sort of make the flow happen. And then all the breweries started opening in Northeast. Mm-hmm. And suddenly they were like, wow, all these people are in the neighborhood. Let's have some bands. Let's throw a party. Let's throw a party, which I always thought was what they should be doing. I mean, I kind of had always thought Art of World itself should at least have one central sp- space. Where It was hard to get your arms around it when it started 20 years ago. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and it was sort of. It was everywhere and the maps were like the hard to understand. Were, and you didn't know where to pick up a map. Yep. And you didn't know, do I need a button to, and which places can I go yes. through? And yes. so it was, it was very loose. And maybe that was, you know, sort of also 
the reason or the part of the charm. But I like the fact that it is more cohesive. I like the fact that they're more directed, that there's T-shirts that they've made and that because the artists are still there and the artists are still making, you know, beautiful things and then selling them. And that's really the essence of it. And I guess what's happening now is the controversy that people are a little bit worried that the bands and the partying is overshadowing the art. And I know we always need to be worrying (laughs) when something gets successful. Do we have to just worry and plan ahead and plan ahead for the worry? What would be the worst thing if the... Well, they're they're afraid that people are coming down there and they are partying and they're not buying any art. Well, here's the bigger fear, people, is you live in a gentrified place. And sooner or later, everyone wants to live in Northeast and your artist spaces... Bye. Yeah. That's really They're already feeling you... that because if, when you think about like Dusty's, you know, bar yeah. and everything else, and all of a sudden I'm like, wow, look at that condo. Yep. You know, there's a lot of that happening. And Lower Town kind of got cleared out of the arts space. Yeah. Stone Arch Festival, like we're working on trying to find places for the artists with all of the um, oh high, rises high rises and all the surface lots being taken up. And yeah. Where, where will be the next? artist enclave maybe it's north and I maybe think it's that'll north, be but then people will get angry because people are displacing people in north you're right you know and so you're right i don't know i mean they talk about uh they talk well i mean west seventh is definitely a cat you know in up in there for that yeah come a on candidate over. because keg and case eventually will open at some point and you know there's a lot of small spaces along that way that are sort of vacant it's funny because i have a friend that has a retail shop on west seventh and he said as soon as like Keg and Case broke ground, they jacked their rents like 40%. And he's like, everyone's waiting for this resurgence on West 7th and has kicked out like all of these smaller retailers yeah. and mom and pop businesses. But that's just the way of it is commerce the cycle and the world. of the world. I will say if you're going to Arta World today yes. and you want to lift, they have a special. Did you know this? No. Like three bucks off if you lift. Oh, great. If you're a new user. So that's cool. They have lots of activation points around the neighborhood, which makes it really a lot easier to get in and out if you don't have to drive. I would say the parking situation is rough. Yeah. It can be rough. rough. It is. And I would just say, be patient if you are driving. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me just tell you some. I'm going to give you my top three parties. If you yes. want to go the party route, let's just start there. I'm going to say the first top party for me is Liquid Zoo, which Bauhaus. is Bauhaus. And it's happening. Um you know, for three days. It's already happened yesterday. And you guys, you can buy records there. Down yes. in the Valley has like this giant record store that is a pop-up that's so great. I, did you go see it? Oh, Fleetwood Mac Rumors, friend. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I should have... T- I, I did not bring Jake today to anything and I because and I think I should not know that because then now he's going to feel bad. But that's okay. He has to clean his room if you're listening. <laughs> which he's not. No, he will be he's listening. Asleep, He'll call us. But he will call us in about 20 minutes. Yep. Anyway, so Liquid Zoo, Bauhaus Lab, they've got bands all day they've got down in the valley here's a big thing in their food tent they have wrangled revival parlor and travail for three days in the food tent i mean moly i mean that's like pretty much the the holy trinity and so i lots of good fun lots of great beer i think harbor superstar is playing tonight is their big lead tonight um the second one i think is a good bet to kind of go see for all the craziness is the grumpies northeast high high parking lot party they're kind of sharing the parking lot behind hi hi grumpy's northeast it's they're celebrating their 20th year doing this and hi hi's got a bunch of street food and they've got the ola truck they have the cocktail truck out there if you remember that from ola repo i don't parties have you been to the open streets at ola repo when they no. do that oh my god 
Open streets. Yeah, they uh, they have a they have like a little Ford truck, like a little small pickup truck yep. that they have fitted with a, 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 as a bar. That's amazing. So it's a cocktail truck. I want that in my backyard. Yes, you do. You could probably hire them. <laughs> uh, the third one that I want to call out is the, if you go to Indeed, they do the Whirly gig every Art of World. And it's like a big party. And, you know, Nate Dogs is going to be there. And um, Blue Door Pub doing their tachos is going to be there. And here's the thing with this one. This is really like a concentrated space because you can also go upstairs. Lots of art. And Chow Girls is doing a Maker's Mark market and they've also got a lounge area if you've been you know art of whirling all day and you're really tired you can they have a really cool like loungy area you can sit down and have a cocktail have a snack and then also shop local makers yeah there's also a lot of artists in that indeed building yes um so the solar arts building if you wanted to go somewhere and park and see art and have some food and see music that's a great you spot could to also do it. and because you can walk to northrop king from there pretty easily uh, my think. niece sadie moved into northeast she's right by there oh yeah so she's like my first art of world Party. she's so excited so also in that area right across the street from indeed is of course where popova and uh, Central. Centro is going to be, and it's it's the uh, Ben Rents, uh, Lynn sixty five, you know, taco place. That is the longest restaurant <laughs> build out I've ever seen in my they entire life. May have beaten, <laughs> I know, right? They may have beaten it all. Um, they are uh, they are actually previewing today, so not oh. the space necessarily. I don't think you can go in the space, but they're having a parking lot party too. So they're having some bands. They're having tacos and churros mezcal drinks all sorts of fun stuff so those would be my top three party areas if you're looking for that situation um let's do more when we at the very end of the second hour because i just i'll call out that we have some artist places that are very interesting that have some good stuff yeah i want to we'll finish this at the end of the second hour just so you can make sure you get all your spots in. okay sounds good uh we'll go ahead and take a break and we'll be right back good Welcome back to The Weekly Dish, presented to you this morning by our friends at Red Cow and Red Rabbit, who is busy demoing their new St. Paul location in the former Wild Onion. So great. when we have information about that, we will pass it along. Awesome. I'm here with Steph March. Yep. And also with our friend who is here from the Firefly Sisterhood, Chris Newcomer. I can't wait to talk to you about the Firefly Sisterhood. It is... Um, an organization that's near and dear to my heart. It is uh, the month where I think about breast cancer a lot because we start out with Mother's Day and Race for the Cure. For those of you listening, my mom um, died of breast cancer and I've had breast cancer myself. If people don't know that, I don't know. Chris, um, were you a breast cancer survivor and is that how this came about? No, I actually wasn't, but I was working with YoPlay a doing something new and sort of how you approach breast cancer. And at the same month, my sister-in-law had a double mastectomy. So it was one of those opportunities to really give back in a personal way. So just so that I'm clear, the Firefly Sisterhood, you describe it in your words. What we do is we do one-to-one peer mentoring for women with breast cancer. So when you're going through that breast cancer experience, there's real power in talking to someone who has been there. Um, your families are great, your friends are great, but they don't get it. It's so funny you say that because just literally this week, I had a friend that's a year out from having some a lumpectomy and some radiation, and she reached out and she was like, I'm just not feeling like myself. She was like, I'm tired. I don't feel like I have my energy back. To be honest, I feel kind of depressed about the whole thing. And I'm like, these feelings are so normal, and particularly where you're at in this progression, 
But you don't know that. And and one of the things she said is she'd gained some weight from some of the breast cancer drugs. And she said, like, I talked to my friends at the gym and they're like, well, is the reason you don't have all this energy because you've gained so much weight? And she's like, they just don't understand like radiation and what that does to yeah. you. And, mm-hmm. and so I just, I told her about your organization. I'm like, you know, you really need to make sure that you surround yourself with people when you need that. Right, exactly. And we get women from the first day of diagnosis to a year out that says, I'm not done talking about it, but my family is. Yeah, because yeah. it's exhausting for yes. them. They're, mm-hmm. when, it, when your hair starts growing back, they are like, woohoo, the crisis is over. <laughs> yes, and exactly. you're left with all this like dreck of just like, wow, what has happened to me and how do I recover? I just had a friend who's recently going through this, you know, she's had, just had a double mastectomy, but she was done with her chemo and her husband was like all about like throwing this massive party for the done of chemo before before she'd had the mastectomy and she was like, it's not over. <laughs> She's like, no. it's not done. Right. You, like you get that. Right. And he was just like, but this part's done. And I was like, you know, you need that. He needs to compartmentalize and you need to do. And it's just like, it is so even your closest human to you, your husband, you know, has to like understand. Right. That's and what they, I love about you guys. And, and that's what sometimes hard. And we actually know it kind of protects marriages and relationships because you can say things to one of our volunteers that you would never say to your husband. Right. And all of a sudden it's out loud and you've said it and you're over with it. And you get yeah. kind of mad at them sometimes. I'll be oh. honest, because it's like, you're, how can you be so insensitive? Like, but his experience is completely different than your experience mm-hmm. and just the male femaleness of it too. Right. Yep. Yeah, exactly. How you feel about your body and you have a double mastectomy. Not having breasts is a major thing. And he can say like, Oh, you look fine. Yeah. But you know, you're not fine. Like at all. Exactly. Like, never fine again. You're this, looking in the mirror. You and know. I'm like, yeah. I have two orbs on my chest that do not even feel like my body. This is not fine. Yeah. Um, so one of the ways that you raise money for the Firefly Sisterhood uh, so that you can continue to do the work that you do is by having an event. So you're going to have an Illuminate the Night event. Yes. And you have female uh, chefs and restaurateurs in Twin Cities supporting you. We do. We actually have 11 of them who've committed to being there and, and really serving a signature appetizer. It's like a big cocktail party. Yeah. And Yay. people go <laughs> and you just talk to the chefs and they love to talk to people and tell them what they're making, where their restaurants are. Um, and so for about an hour and a half, it's tasting food. We do a little bit of a program and then we have a dessert tray and coffee afterwards. Um, it's Wednesday, June 20th. 20th. Yes. yes. And I think I'm emceeing. I think yes, you are too. You are <laughs> Which is always really fun for me mm-hmm. to be in and amongst um, breast cancer survivors. It was really watching um, the folks at my talk walk for a race for the cure every year. I just when I see like Steve Patterson posting with his daughter, like all that coming together of that community when you get to be surrounded by it as a breast cancer survivor is really awesome. It's amazing. And it just it's a really fun environment. We don't do a silent auction. So it makes it just I keep telling people it's like a big, great summer cocktail party. Yeah. Yeah. And what made you decide to focus on women restaurateurs, women chefs in particular? Because that's kind of of the moment. It is of the moment. And a couple of years ago, watching what came out about the women chefs and actually having known Suze Ellickson for many years and and her crusade, we thought, you know, food connects people. Mm -hmm. And what better way to showcase women helping women than bringing together chefs and restaurateurs who are female and who have made it in the business or trying to make it in the business with women who are supporting other women. 
Steph, your magazine did a really great job of chronicling like all of the women led restaurants and restaurant tours in a package that came out this year that's online that people can find. How long will you keep that up? Do you know? I, I don't think it's a thing that you keep up or don't keep up. It's just the, you know what I mean? It's just part of the landscape. It is the reporting of food and the food culture that and we that, have. And that's changed. And maybe, do you think we're like, couldn't we go the other direction where we're like, I hear what you're saying, like maybe it's just yeah. that you don't identify like this is a woman owned restaurant. Like, is right. the restaurant good or not good? And we specifically judge focused, it on its merits. Yeah. And we focus on that because of the women chefs restaurant restaurant tours who are in town and we were sort of championing that mm-hmm. moment. But I don't think I think in, in the whole, you know, it's best to sort of keep them top of mind and keep everybody in that mix, but also not ignore them. Yeah. And that's a big piece of this with women, you know, owned businesses as well is to recognize them, you know, and then let them be a part of, and then make sure that you include them in the landscape. There's a lot of, um, if you think about being a woman in a kitchen or a woman chef or a woman restaurant tour, and certainly for men too, but that is not a industry that if you get sick, that's hard to manage. You know what I mean? Right. If you end up being sick in this industry, it's a really challenging because you don't have the same kind of sick leave that you might have. Your restaurant, like if it's based on you being there every day, which a well, lot of these people are. And just even taking it down to the fact that the majority of people in restaurants who work in restaurants are women. And so having, you know, being a server and having your paycheck be about, you know, when you get there and tips and when you're showing up yeah. and how great you are and, you know, is all reliant on your, you know, sparkling, bubbly. Y- yeah, personality. It's, all, it's all reliant on your 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 right. income. Yeah. And so that's also hard is having someone who and like in the firefly. I think having someone to kind of bounce all that frustration right. against and maybe help lift you up so that you can get back to work. Exactly. And I think that's what we do. The The real gift of Firefly is the fact that we match women, not just you have breast cancer, right. but age, which is important, your treatment and your diagnosis. Because you, if you're stage one and stage four, it's a totally different experience and your life experience. Yes. I have kids. I don't know how to tell them. Yes. I'm a single mom. I'm going back to work and nobody knows I have breast cancer. All these things that having somebody who's really that more personalized, that's when it makes a big difference. Yeah. I will say that my friend who was, you know, struggling for someone to talk to, she did find someone, you know, who was in her same situation, but the woman was only like a week or two past her and so they were sharing the exact same thing there was no perspective for anybody right and so her whole point was like no i need someone who's been through this and has seen all sides of it and so that's why i think she reached out to you guys and we use the word hope a lot and i think the reason to see someone who's out past you it does help you hope and when you're hope when you have hope and when you're so not socially isolated you actually respond to your treatment better yeah and that's a big deal yeah that's very true. I would say, too, if, you know, people reach out to me on Facebook or I will give you whatever information I can or be helpful. There was just a study that was released this week about the drug Herceptin, which a lot of breast cancer patients take. And you would take this drug for an entire year and it has a lot of heart implications. Mm-hmm. And I personally had heart failure and yeah, you had was on all kinds of medication time. to try to stay on the drug as long as I could. And they just released that it's potentially that they could cut the dosage that you need in half. So -hmm. you'd only need six months of treatment versus 12. And it's that kind of continuing progression of the science and the research that, you know, you need to know about what options are available to you. And 
you know, the, when I was having the heart issues, like it was really helpful to talk to other women that had had that happen to them. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. exactly. I thought I was like never going to feel better. You know, you <laughs> yeah. just, I was like, oh my gosh, is this going to last forever? But uh, it didn't. And here I am. So we want people to buy tickets and join us. And yeah. when you're there, I, when I'm there, please come and introduce yeah. yourself. Right. Exactly. I know a lot of our weekly dish listeners, A, are women, B, have had breast cancer or friends or sisters or yep, moms right. or coworkers. And Feels like I would love to meet someone. you all. Yeah. I we're really looking forward to it. We have a great lineup of chefs and I know the food's going to be fabulous. Yeah. There is a link on our Facebook page and also we'll put one on our weekly dish show page. Chris, thanks for coming in. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. You bet. We are at the Ask Stephanie portion of the show, but before we start taking your calls at 651-641-1071, I think we have a, we have a, special, guest. a, a special guest on the line. Hello, Rook. Good morning, ladies. Good okay, morning. I know you're a big fan of The Weekly Dish and you listen every week. What are you doing today? Uh, well, I am just, uh, I just got home. I brought home some tea cause they're having a English uh, wedding party here at the, uh, at the house. And, um, so now we're going to, uh, can't really do any yard work, but we're getting ready for the burger battle today. Yes, you are. Does that mean like you're doing stretches on your stomach and like, you know, sort of making room? I push it out like I'm pregnant, and then I suck it in, and I push it out and suck it in. It's really gross. It's really gross, but totally necessary, right? Sorry for those of you that are having breakfast right now. It's not very very intriguing. Now, aren't tickets sold out for this? Uh, you know what? I'm not sure. I talked to uh, Jim over at, uh, at the Burger Battle, and I don't know if it's sold out. Uh, you should Google tcburgerbattle.com, and, and you can find out the info. But it's one of my favorite events, and I have no vested interest in it. But I did have a question for you guys about uh, what is the is it non-Vietnamese beach show? Yes. 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 N-G-O-N. Am I pronouncing that right? Yes. Yep. What is, is this? Uh, this is my whole reason for calling is I know they're in the burger battle and they've got something fancy. I can't wait to see it today, but describe, is this a new restaurant that I've somehow missed? Yes. And it's it's not not new. new. It's amazing. Yeah. It's a great Vietnamese place over on university. It's not too far from the station. If we pop right off the green line. Yeah. And it's, what's great about it is it's sort of Vietnamese, French local, you know, where it's that sort of French Vietnamese fun uh, mashup, but then they use a lot of local ingredients. Their pho is, is out of this world. Out of this world, and okay. the restaurant itself is very pretty. Very pretty. It's a little. They've got a beautiful craft cocktail program. They have a wonderful patio in the back that Tucked is away. just this little Off hidden. University. Yeah, it's so cute. And he has oh. a food truck too that he puts out to different places every once in a while. So that's what I think is where his experimentation comes. This burger. I don't know what's. Have you heard what he's going to put on the burger? I, my, my wife saw it on TCL and that intrigued me. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And so now I've been trying to find out information and I can't wait to get there tonight to try that. I think that's going to be my underdog for uh, surprise of the year. Oh my my perfect meal, just in case anyone wants to know at Nam Bistro, is a bowl of pho and then the rabbit wonton. Oh, really? Yes. It's so okay. good. It's like a crispy fritter with ground rabbit meat inside it and carrots yep. and daikon radish and then you have like this dipping sauce it is so delicious that sounds really good now my my all-time favorite egg roll in the twin cities is indochin on grand mm. right indochine Ram- indochine, is indochine. That what it is? yeah from it, indochina it is, 
if you get the pork egg roll there, it is perfectly crispy. Huh. It is. It's the best egg roll I've ever had, hands down, anywhere I've ever been. All right. Hey, I got to tell you, the, the burger that they're doing at Nan, I just looked on their Facebook page. It's a ramen yep. burger. Oh, really? so he's going to have the ramen well, is going to be the bun. No, not the way he has it. He has the ramen on the burger, like on the burger meat, which is Peterson Kraft meat, which is apparent, which is obviously awesome. So I love that meat. This is exciting. Rook, are you so you're going to be there? Are you you're not judging, are you? I'm not judging. It's a it's a competitor radio station. But you know what? If food brings us, as you said in the last segment with uh, food brings us all together. Yes. So that's, well, uh, that's what it is. And I like good food and these. All these guys are working hard, and I can't wait to see what uh, what they put out tonight. Well, come by the judges' tent because I'm going to be there. So let's compare notes. I'll let you buy me a water. I will buy you that water. <laughs> You're going to need I will a water. Buy you that water. Stephanie Rook. has to eat twenty. I've got to eat all twenty burgers. <laughs> twenty burgers today. Yeah. Well, you- I'm bringing my wife and my daughter, and we're uh, we're going to team it all together because I can't eat all that at once. That's what Sushray said. I can eat all that. I said, you don't eat them all, dummy. No. You kind of hand them off. Well, we take a bite. Yeah, you take a bite of each one. But let me just put this correctly. Kyle Sheely, who used to be our producer, you know, way, 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 way back in the day, right. he can and does eat all 20 burgers. So shout out and to him. That's, that's why Kyle is where he is right now. <laughs> You guys, tickets are still available for the burger battle. It's from 5 o'clock to 8 o'clock tonight. Yes. I will put that on our grid because you can still get tickets. Yeah, come on down. It's going to be, and it's not going to rain, so it's going to be great. And once you get in, you get all those burgers. You get free, I think, Surly, and and, uh, and it's just a fabulous event if you haven't come on down. Yeah, it's great. All right, Rook, we'll see you later. Thanks, ladies. Good luck. Continued success. All right. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. If anyone else wants to comment or ask us any questions, feel free. Feel free. We do have, uh, you know, also going on today. Just to make sure that since we're going to give props, um, I want you to know that the rosé tent tasting is still happening. I think you can still get tickets for that for Chuck's Solovino, Chuck Kansky's tenth yep. anniversary rosé tent tasting. Um, is still happening, and that's happening from like one to four, I think. So technically, you could. There's vi. There are, the VIP tickets are sold out, but there are tickets available for the main tasting from two to four today. Right. So you could technically go to Rose Tasting, just drink a bunch of Rose, and then Uber over to the Burger Bell at five. Wow. And then what a day I might be doing this is what I'm saying. So, I mean, I'm going to try to hit today after the show. I'm going to go to Art of World and, and check out some stuff. And then I'm going to go to the Rosé Tent Tasting. I think I'm going to run into our friend Todd Walker there. And then from there, going to go to the Burger Battle. So, you know, it's a full day. It's a full day of fun is what I'm saying. I bet. Um, can I ask you what your strategy is for eating 20 burgers? And I mean this 100% seriously, like... How much do you eat? Okay, let me just be clear that this is actually the, this is, I think, the fourth year of the burger battle and my third year judging, or else it's the fifth year of the burger battle and my fourth year judging. I missed one year because I was out of town. But it started off where we would, literally, they would make us huge burgers and we would all take a bite. And then that was, you know, like, you really can't do more than take a bite or two. Right. But in the beginning, I will tell you, it was like me and, and Eric Anderson, of all things, was the chef sitting next to me at the very first one. And it was, it was just funny because they would give us fries and tots and everything else. And we were like... We'd eat it. And then by the end, I was like, why did we have any of those fries? Like, you're dying. And so now the theory is you don't, like, none of the chefs are supposed to bring their French fries. Because we're not judging them on them anyway. So they bring, so they don't bring any of that. We just, we get a burger and we, 
you know, take a bite, take a couple bites. If it's really good, you kind of want to make sure that it's really good. Um, and are you judging it also on like the look and the appearance and those things or just literally the taste? It's kind of, it's a kind of complete package, uh-huh. you know. But last year we did have it in stages where he broke us out into two teams and then we each got half. Although we ended up like... It was funny because I was at one table and then Gavin Kaysen and the Zuckers were at another table. And I kept looking over and being like, oh, they got that burger. I want a bite of that. And so I'd go to their table and I'd take a bite of that burger, even though I wasn't supposed to take a bite and judge it because I'm just that controlly. So if you're taking one bite of 20 burgers, you're okay. You're okay. That's like probably eating three. Yeah. Yep. That's what I figure. And who can't eat three burgers? I mean, come on. <laughs> when you're a professional, right? You, That's why I ate all those drink. eggs this morning because I needed to make sure that I ate a breakfast. Okay, so that, you ate. Yeah, you have wow. to eat in the morning if you're going to do a judging or a big a big eating in the afternoon because you need to create the space in your stomach. This is my theory. Got it. I don't. I this, this is not we science. Created space. This is just me. Uh, you're listening to The Weekly Dish. I know Red Cow will be participating in the burger battle too. So we'll see. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back.